Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. So joining us now is William Bird, Director of Media Monitoring Africa. William, good afternoon to you. Thank you for joining us. Hi, good afternoon. Thanks for having me on the program. And indeed, thank you for making the time to uh, join us on the program, William. So as I was... uh, Mentioning to our listeners a short while ago, we're going to be looking at, well, rather analyzing the difference between the right to freedom of expression versus hate speech, which I believe, as I've mentioned earlier on, this is a very fine line to like tread on in differentiating between the two. But I'm going to put it to you to start off the conversation. How would you sum it up? So <clears throat> freedom of expression is a, is one of our fundamental rights, but like all of our rights, it's, lim- it's subject to limitation as and where appropriate. We accept, for example, freedom of expression can be limited in certain circumstances that are fairly obvious in South Africa. For example, <clears throat> you can't use the K-word, uh, and that's an accepted kind of thing, and that's because it's it's understood to be hate speech. It's in all of the shades of grey, that you often get these conflicts. And so the right. difference there is, is that hate speech mm-hmm. is speech that uh, potentially incites harm uh, or, or violence to a particular person based on a, a characteristic. It could be race, it could be religion, it could be sexuality, that kind of thing. And, it's, and it, is a, it is a difficult thing to determine. Indeed. Um, Sorry, yeah, William. Sometimes... Carry on. <laughs> but, I mean, it, we seeing in South Africa, they're trying to now, you know, they've just introduced this, this uh, hate speech uh, act, or it's going to be an act, I think, once the NCOP goes through with it, and signed by the president. And sure. it's something that I think is, is, is particularly dangerous, because what you have to determine and, and distinguish is hate speech isn't the same as just offensive speech, and it's not the same as speech that... Uh, that 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 makes you that can make you angry. For example, it's right. speech that really does link to incitement and harm. Indeed, from your perspective, William, uh, hate speech. As I mentioned, from your perspective, do you think that the, that uh, we see an increase in this? Look, I think there's no doubt that what we're seeing with. Uh, social media is mm, the yeah. ability for a lot of these uh, fruitcakes to spread hate speech a lot faster. You used to rely on broadcast media where there are a lot more rules and regulations. So, for example, right. you can't, as High FM, start broadcasting hate speech because you'll have your license taken away. You know, it's that indeed, simple. Indeed, indeed. Um, and there's obviously people, they know where you are, they, they can track you down, all sorts of things stop you from doing that but if you were to go on any uh, a lot of the social media platforms mm-hmm. you could start to do a lot of damage before they actually identify you if they do and then for them to take you down and then to try and identify who you are so there's i'm not sure that it's increased as much as we maybe think it has right but certainly what has expanded significantly is the ability to spread hate speech mm-hmm. and it is the ability to put it on a par with non-hate speech and with speech where where more people are reasonable precisely because a lot of these uh, social media platforms favor speech that uh, that is emotional favor things that make us angry favor right. things that get responses and hate speech tends to be one of those indeed william can we at least look as you mentioned now uh, obviously a platform like ours is monitored it's governed that kind of thing so uh, it, it is like it's restricted and controlled 
if we can put it to you that uh, if I can put it to you that way, it, it could be look forward to any mechanisms to be put in place to control social media from you know like spewing out this hate, this hate and uh, offensive and offensive and uh, yeah insulting uh, language and uh, postings that we see. So, well, most of the social media platforms now have what they call community guidelines, and and paid speech tends to be one of those, right? So you can't be anti-Semitic on any of the platforms, uh, and right. you know none of them say that they accept that. It doesn't mean that it stops it, but they all say that that's a breach of their community guidelines. The trouble is, of course, for them to identify it and to root it out. Indeed. What we've seen in Germany is, is that the government has forced the social media companies to spend a lot of time and energy monitoring and tracking that sort of thing, where if they don't take it down, then they're going to find themselves the subject of a very significant fine. So mm. we're seeing some efforts around the world to clamp down on it, but certainly I don't think that they're anywhere near... Um, near sufficient. The problem, of mm-hmm. course, then also becomes that governments uh, like to determine some things as hate speech when they clearly aren't. So you may say, I disagree with this political party, and they'll say, well, that's hate speech. Indeed. Even yeah. though it clearly isn't. As a, um, yeah. And that's one of the big problems that you've got, and, and those things vary all over the world. Equally, you shouldn't be having a social media company determining what these things are. You really do need to find a third way that relies on international rights-based principles and that has, uh, you know, some support from the state and the social media companies, but is also independent. Indeed. Let's just expand on that, uh, William. I was looking at an article earlier on uh, from the United Nations talking about something called the United Nations Rabat Plan of Action. What is this? So from memory, that's in relation to trying to deal with and and combat uh, different forms of hate speech and and discrimination, and right. there's a, obviously there's a lot of emphasis on uh, on that with online speech because it's uh, it makes it so easy, and because it's used. I think one of the the key elements we haven't touched on it is that it ties in quite closely with mis and disinformation, and it's used. You can see it in relation to uh, xenophobia, for example, where your people will use hate speech to spread disinformation. And stir up violence and, 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 and anger. And so the robot principles are, are things that seek to encourage governments to sign on and act against it. I mean, you know, again, with a lot of these UN entities, these are, these are things that are guidelines. Sometimes they become conventions that people sign up to and then have to make laws to adhere to, but that's a long time coming still. Indeed, William, I guess it's just, you know, a question of responsibility and common sense that one will use, you know, to combat this kind of thing and uh, determine clearly the difference between freedom of expression and, of course, hate speech and maturity. As you mentioned earlier on, somebody can say something like, I don't like a party. The party can say that can be hate speech. But anyway, we just hope, you know, that sanity can prevail. I think that's the key to to this uh, discussion and that people must embrace and acknowledge in uh, determining the, the difference between freedom of expression and hate speech. William, that's all we've got time for. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon and uh, yeah, everything of the best in all your endeavors in Media Monitoring Africa. William Bird, Director of Media Monitoring Africa.